Okay, tweet is sent. Nice. Oh, that tweet. looks so bad. Oh, no. That looks bad? So, um... Uh, oh, that's terrible. That's really bad. <laughs> so, uh, you know how I was just on Twitter to make that uh, tweet about how we're going live, right? Yeah. I noticed that the first images of the new like live action Powerpuff Girls came out. Oh no, dude, it looks so bad. Oh boy, just like the costuming here. I'll I'll post it in the Discord. Like you have to see this shit. Do I want to though? No. Like, do I really but, want to? <laughs> but I uh, listen. I had to look at this, and now so do you. Ah, balls. You're right. Oh boy. Is it are they just like overly sexualized and whatnot? Oh my god. No. Oh my god. It's the legit complete polar opposite. Wow. Uh <laughs> the dresses just don't look real. <laughs> like there's just I hmm. I don't I don't I don't know what to think from this. I really don't. It looks it looks like the worst cosplay ever. It does. Like, it really it, it really does. Like they look like some really low budget dresses and stuff like that. This looks like a really shitty low budget uh cosplay. Weird. Yeah. All right. Now I get that burned in my head all day. <laughs> Look, could it could it really be worse than the than the the Winx Club thing? Because I heard that was really bad as well. I haven't seen that. I'm uh, assuming yes. I just heard it was extremely bad, and basically they made all of the uh, all of like the the fairies just like overly sexualized and stuff like that. And you're like, this is for kids, and then you realize it's not for kids. It's for the people who grew up watching Winx Club, and then and then make it into a drama rather than like a kid show. Oh, yeah, that's essentially exactly what this is going to be. Oh, 100%. Uh, the synopsis of, has already came out, and they're, they're like, it's a show about the Powerpuff Girls growing up and resenting the fact that they had to be superheroes when they were kids. Someone I... greenlit this show. Someone looked at that and said, that's a great idea. We should make that. Well, you know, it's probably like the same people who thought a Teletubbies movie was a good idea. Dude, how much how much you want to bet it's like the same group that made that really awful Teen Titans show? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I could I could You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah. Right? It's the, the 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 where the Robin just goes, "Fuck Batman." <laughs> and I'm just like, "All right, you already lost me." Yeah, like I'm I'm going to be straight up with you. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch that show? No. Evan tells me it's good and I don't believe him. No, no it's not. I've seen like, I've seen like I've I haven't watched the show because I really really don't want to either. But I've talked, uh, I've seen like clips and stuff, and I've seen people like go over the basic plot of the show. There's eventually a scene where there's a sh like a ghost battle that Robin has with Batman. It's not actually Batman, but like his vision of Batman, and that's his way of getting 
rid of the Batman side of himself. And it's like, I'm my own superhero now because I beat up a spirit or whatever. It was really dumb. Just sounds yeah. dumb. <laughs> just straight up. Like, yeah. I just like, I don't. What? And that was the only supervillain fight in the entire series. Wow. Really? I'm not even joking. There was no like it was a Teen Titans without Slade. Oh, yeah. Slade definitely never showed up. What the like they could have there were maybe were some times where they fought like some generic thugs or whatever. Slade never, ever shows himself. That was like a majority of what Teen Titans was, man. Whenever Slade showed up the fuck up a day, Robin was just like. I is like, do I agree with this guy? And then and then he tries to fuck Raven or something like that. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the porno, but yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. There was I just remember there was something like, wasn't that when like Slade was brought back to life or something like that? I think maybe something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was like he I had like know. this. I just remember he always had this like weird obsession with Raven at some point, And I was just like, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like I thought. I thought because I, I thought I remember Slade died, but then he was like brought back to life by Raven's father. Hello, I don't know how to say your name, so I'm just gonna say music. Um, that's weird. Anyways, so we should get off that topic before I make any any more uh, weird comments like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is a gaming podcast. We don't need to be talking about, you know, it's just weird adaptations about that. We don't need to talk about Face Jam or, or Face Jam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> face Jam. <laughs> I mean, Face Jam is a great podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> Space Jam is what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> Holy moly, mother of God. What is wrong with me right now? Brain's, uh, brain's about uh, working at half capacity right now. This will be great. Um, but anyway, gaming podcast, right? Uh, yeah. the, and like we usually go over news. There, there has been no news for like the past like two weeks. No notable news, at least, uh, to talk What'd about. Th- Any exciting stuff you think is going to be announced at E3? Oh no, I'm going to be honest with you. Probably not. Um, what do you think about those Xbox mini fridges that they got in production? <laughs> I think they're great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's what everyone I feel like wanted. And you know what's really funny is that people will probably be, be able to get these fridges no problem, but the Xbox themselves will be the hardest thing to get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they said apparently they're still going to have like ship shortages through 2022 for both the PS5 and Xbox. Oh, man. It's, it's legit ridiculous. Oh, boy. That, that, that's not going to stop me from buying the fridge, of course. I'm absolutely oh, going to buy that fridge. And you know uh, where that came from, right? It's that big Twitter competition. No. Last night, Billy. Oh, so it was um, apparently Xbox got like best tweet of the year or something like that. (laughs) And that's why they're making the fridges. It's like, hey, guys, if we win this, we're going to totally make fridges. We're going to make all the fridges. And uh, (sighs) Skittles said, like, if we win, we're going to give you guys lime flavored Skittles again. Look, we just talk about Pepsi um doing up jesus christ remember when i said my brain's working at half capacity it's so true uh remember when no Pe- it's ta- remember when pepsi time to talk uh, about angry orchard no 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 no, no 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 remember when pepsi partnered with peeps 
and then didn't call it Peepsa or uh, uh, yeah. Peepsy. Peepsy. There we go. But like I said, half capacity. <laughs> Wait, no way. That's it, not a thing. It was it was a thing for Easter, and they they it was like it was a peep flavored soda that they didn't that it was and it was a Peeps Pepsi, and they didn't call it Peepsy. And I'm and everyone's sitting here going like, how did you miss out on this opportunity? Seriously, how did you do that? That is impressive. Damn it! When are they selling them? I need to buy some. I I I feel like it's already kind of kind of coming on, but then again, they might still have some. Shit. Okay, eBay. <laughs> eBay has to look. Don't be spending fifteen dollars on no ch- on no on no chips only to get them like, like a week later in Walmart for like a dollar fifty. Don't tell me how to live my life. (laughs) (laughs) Peeps Pepsi. Oh, God, somebody, please. I need to try this. Here it is. Do you, though? Damn it. It's just the cans, and the guy's charging $50 for them. Dude, people be going nuts. That's all I'm going to say on that one. People be going nuts. Okay, so... Anyway. I may buy this though. There's a pineapple Pepsi flavor, and this guy's selling an eight pack for just under thirty dollars. How long do you think it'll take before there's like a Birdie Bot's beans, every flavored beans, but with, with Pepsi soda? Not soon enough. That's that's the correct answer. Like I'm waiting for the dirty diaper flavored Pepsi. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a thing one of these days. Yeah. And then you ask we yourself, to... who, who know? How does anyone know what dirty diaper tastes like? Right. We need Ecto Curlier to come back first and stay and never leave. <laughs> All right. Anyway, dude, I've gone without my fix for too long. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> anyway, gaming podcast. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Gaming. since you since you mentioned E3, uh, E3 is is officially back. I, I mean, it's already they already said like a while ago that they're officially going to be coming back this year doing online stuff. But uh, apparently, there was a thing going around saying that it was going to be behind a paywall, which they've said is just yeah. Don't ask me where the hell that came from. I I was just like I was just looking and it says like oh at some point it was like going behind a paywall a paywall, and I'm sitting here going like. What? And then so E3 officially came out saying there's going to be no paywall. It's going to be free and stuff like that for everyone to watch. So on and so forth. Uh, My only question is what the hell is going to be in E3? Uh, Is it really? (sighs) The one thing that got everybody going is that Konami came out and said, hey, we're going to have a presentation at E3. And pretty much everyone was like, really? Like, what are you guys going to show? Is that is that why Silent Hill was trending the other day? I, I saw Silent Hill trending the other day, and I was just like, "I guess so." I I think people were hoping that Silent Hill would get like remakes or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. So maybe Konami's going back to make games. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll make their own console. <laughs> we got the <laughs> we got the KF console, right? Why as well just do the Konami console and whatever the hell it's going to be called? <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Mick console. I'm waiting for McDonald's to come back, come back and make their own console where they can make console. The, I'm telling you, it's a brilliant idea right now. You know what? 
but it's just a brilliant idea. Same thing as KF console and stuff like that. But instead of of heating chicken, it 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 has a it has built like a built-in grill so you can make your own burgers on the on the thing. Or you could it has a heater to make to to keep your burger your burgers you get from McDonald's nice and toasty. Great idea. Am I right? That yep, perfect idea. <laughs> you don't no, see, that, that, you don't seem too sold on that one. A limited edition uh, Xbox Series X, uh, like based on Halo for Halo Infinite, uh, but instead of the big box, it's modeled after the Halo assault rifle, and it works as an actual gun. Imagine the great advertising you could do. Yikes! <laughs> oh man, what are these tangents we go off on? <laughs> oh. A limited edition Forza Xbox Series X, but it's a car. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, going back to the E3 stuff. Uh, so yeah, no paywall. I don't. Again, I don't know where the hell that came from. I'm looking here, and it's like trying to figure out. I apparently just there was rumors about it, and then it just proved not to be true. Which is yeah, no. This is good. That's good. Um. I just yeah I, I just asked myself I'm like what the hell is going to be shown here like I, I just don't I just don't know like I really don't video think that, games well yeah obviously but like I really don't know like like I don't know. Well, I, it, I have no idea what they're going to do either because like even pre this like uh, there were a lot of companies saying like hey we're going to hold a summer event outside of E3 and now we're doing it in addition to E3 it's like What's really the point? It's, it's a weird situation. Yeah. It's like with these, uh, I mean, like we said, 2020, with 2020, it was like all these companies got the taste of doing their own thing. And I, to be honest with you, I think they liked it. Yeah. And in many ways, it worked a lot better than a traditional E3 probably would. Yeah. So, And it comes around as I, like, does does e3 now need to exist or like because remember back in the time it was like the internet was not as big and e3 was the big thing that happened every summer so it was yeah. just like and that's where you got all your big releases all your big stuff and like stuff like that and now it's like internet's so big twitch is live streaming such a big thing now and it's like you don't really need it um i think I think what we're seeing is the slow death of um, E3. Like, it, they're obviously done with physical events. I don't think we'll ever see that come back, really. What I could... Uh, I think, like, they want to just... Oh, what's happening? Nothing. I was just... You're good. Okay. I think we're seeing an awkward in-between, but between, like, it being all digital and just not existing altogether it's mainly for people i think are like that are super nostalgic for the e3 event and obviously there's a lot of people that work for that conference that need work and stuff it's it's a whole thing i don't know yeah it, it comes down to i don't know what saves e3 and i feel like this is a conversation we've probably had before but it's like I, I'm still of the mindset that it's probably just going to become some big indie indie game share, which is great. I it, it's just 
I don't think E3 will be as big as it's ever like it, it had its heyday and now it's kind of on the decline, but it'll probably like find a spot within like that indie that indie scene again and just kind of stick right there. It'll exist in some form or another, but it's obviously not going to be what it w- once was yeah. ever again. Look, and when they realize that this influencer thing that they're trying to do doesn't work. I'm really glad they're not doing oh, that. Oh, no, they are. I want to point out that th- that's what they're going to be doing is they're going to be live streaming uh, influencers playing games and stuff like that while also showing off games. So maybe they're playing demos of the new games or so on and so forth. And I'm just like, holy man, like that's still going to be a thing, huh? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how that's going to work, though. I don't know if it's even going to be like an in-person thing, but like only but like like they'll be there but like obviously the the crowds won't be um but yeah so I mean, this is going to be a I keynote mean, I'll be happy if i oh. it's like keynote award show uh preview preview night it says i don't know what the hell that means it's like a preview of what's to come. i don't know separate streams from individual publishers influencers and others with media previews and streamable demos during the week deleting up to it and similar to the pre-show events that would be held by major publishers during the con- uh, conventional E3 shows. So in theory, they're trying to do everything uh, but without the big publishers. That makes oh. sense. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why sure. I'm just like, I'm just, that's why I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just like, that's why I think E3 will just like be indies because if they're not going to have the big publishers there, it just makes sense that they're going to be, they're going to be a bunch, it'll be a bunch of like smaller companies that are just trying to get their face out there. Which is, which is nice. Yeah. Assuming that they're not already under Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, Microsoft did have that big indie like presentation just a just like a week or two ago. So who knows? It's it's weird, man. It's real weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I I just like I I I'm just like I I just couldn't see like an event like E three, even if it does like even like say it's like it does somewhat well this like this year and stuff like that and then next year they can you know everyone like hopefully by 2022 we'll have you know COVID will be over with and done with people will feel like it'll be safe to go out again and so on and so forth and it's like now they try and do in-person thing and then they just realize that nobody is interested in no one's to interested. these yeah. to these anymore and i'm just like or at least not to the extent that they were before I shouldn't say nobody because there will probably be people that still like want to go, but at the same time, it's like not How nearly much as much. Especially yeah. if like PlayStation, Sony, and Nintendo, like Nintendo already hasn't been showing up for years before that, but it was like Nintendo's showing up for this one, surprisingly enough. It's so weird. It's so backwards. I don't understand. It's... I don't get it. You try and you try and understand things, and it just doesn't work out. I guess. I I, I don't know, bro. It's 
it's weird. I wonder why I wonder why Sony's not showing up. I guess they just don't want to do the whole E3 thing again. They're just they're just like I said, they just want to do their own thing. Cool. I bet you Microsoft did the same about the same thing. Probably, yeah. Which then makes Nintendo's stance just even weirder that they're gonna show up. I'm t- t- <sighs> they really do make no sense. I don't know. I just man. Nintendo's a beautiful and wonderful thing. They can fuck up as many times as they want to, but we'll still love them. Exactly. Just like Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh had my bosses talk about Dogecoin the other day, but instead he call instead of calling it Doge, he calls it Dodge because he doesn't he d- doesn't understand. It's like Dogecoin, and I'm just like Wait, what? Oh, Do- Dodge coin? And I'm like, do you, do you mean Doge coin? And he goes, what the hell is that? And I'm like, all right, I have to show you a meme. And like, he's an older dude and stuff like that. I'm not, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know that. But it's really funny yeah. that he's just like, because he's like, he's like been in like the stock markets and whatnot. And now he's like trying to like, he's like, oh yeah, it's like going for like five cents. And I'm just like, there's a reason for that. It's a meme. It's not, it's not actually going to go anywhere. But because Elon Musk is like, invest in Dogecoin, I'm just like, dude, it's going to go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Bitcoin. Oh, man. Speaking of getting rich, the Splunky 2 player gets, uh, what, what, what was the number again? 11,209,900 gold in one run, and he didn't even goddamn finish the run because he died. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Sucks to suck, bro. Uh, it's just like so. Apparently, you, to get you the, to a, so hard, to, you came to, so far to to get that gold, that amount of gold, you needed to blow up basically everything. And so, yeah, specifically when it comes to like the city of gold, like because every block is at least some gold. And I'm sitting here going, like, how would the I wouldn't even have the patience to do all that. Like, I can only assume that this run lasted like four hours. Insane. Probably, yeah. Yeah, just like the city of gold can net you anywhere between 900k to 1.4 million k in, or 1.4 million in a single level, which is like it says you're like 10 percent, but it's like. That's like your make or break. I don't know. I, like not your make or break, but it's like that's where you're gonna get a good chunk of it. And I'm just like, holy man, dude. I don't understand how people do stuff like that in games and stuff. Like, I'm all for having fun and doing like the most ridiculous shit I can think of in games. But there's a point to like, it, got, it gets that's a little a, insane. I, that's just a little little crazy, if you ask me. Like, I was watching, that actually reminds me, like, I was watching a Doom Eternal, uh, like, speedrun today. Did you know that entire game can be beaten in under two hours? Yep. It's like, what the actual fuck, dude? Dude, there's nothing yeah. that surprised me with speedrunners anymore. <laughs> it's like, they, they will find the most ridiculous shit, and I'm just like, how? One, how do you even find this? Clearly, you have too much time to go th- to sort through all this code to find, and you clearly know what you're looking for. But it's like to then, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just all it's crazy. Speed running in general is just 
is basically just like, oh, cut corners. And then it's like, oh, if you can't cut corners, then just like break the game. <laughs> if you can't cross corners, glitch through them. Pretty much. Uh, oh, man. I just remember like, what was it? It was like a couple of years ago. It was like Breath of the Wild uh, speed run where there was like a way to super jump your way across the whole uh, Hyrule field or whatever, like the field to the Hyrule castle. Mm-hmm. But like it was super like it was super precise and stuff like that. Like it, you had just enough stamina to get all the way there and you couldn't mess up even like an inch is is insane. I think that jump Genius. alone took him like 10 minutes of like. I think it was like a half hour run because it's like you just go straight to Ganon and you kill him. Dang. <laughs> yeah. It's always, it's always funny to think of that, it's... and I'm just like, man. Man. <sighs> I've never I've never thought about speedrunning, mainly because I'm just not that good at game <laughs> that good at games. I don't know. Like the closest I ever got to like speedrunning a game was like Finding of Isaac, and that's not not so much like ah, it is speedrunning. There's like the nine character. Back then, there was the nine character speedrun. That game is so different now. They just they just release Repentance, and everything is there's like lesser versions of characters that all have their unlocks now, and then there's like three new bosses, everything that was good got nerfed and uh, 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 it's so, it's so much more difficult than it needs to be. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're muted. I can't hear you, by, by the way. I can't, I can't hear Tom Cruise is being silenced at the moment. Uh, nope. Can't hear you. <laughs> oh boy. I didn't mute I didn't like deaf in here, right? Nope. Okay. Weird. Ooh, this is great. <laughs> what about now? There we go. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Fucking awesome. I love when Discord disconnects my microphone for no fucking reason. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Man. I love it. Oh yeah, so it's always a good time. Uh but yeah, I'm playing Binding of Isaac. Nice. How's because, that been going? Uh, I realized just how, uh, how out of practice I am at that game. And this is not like one that you could just jump in and kind of like get lucky and stuff like that. Like this, it's legitimately hard. Dang. And like the fact is you have to do it step by you have to do things like step by step now. And it's like repentance is basically just um, the the mod anti birth for the not after birth, but rebirth, because at the time after birth didn't have. Well, it's not that it didn't have mod support, was it? No, yeah, it didn't have mod support at the time. And. It would they they had been working on it for years, so Afterbirth hadn't even been out, and it, it was really it was probably like the best the best mod that that game has ever had, and people were really requesting it to be uh, an Afterbirth game, but the devs the people working on it, uh, basically said, yeah, we don't have the time to do that, 
or the resources to do that. Like we were just working on this on our off time. It was, you know, they're just monitors. Uh, yeah. Cut and then cut to I think like two years later, they they actually get hired by uh, by Abby Millen to make anti birth for afterbirth uh, for afterbirth plus. And so yeah, it's it's basically it's basically anti birth with like two new bosses or something, and then a whole different scheme and stuff like that. And it's just like. I was like, wow, this is a lot more than I thought it'd be for, especially after I, after I was like, usually mod support is like the time where it's like, yeah, but th- this is probably the last thing I'm going to do is, is to the, uh, touch this game is like fans can just go have it at it. Very fair. God, how even, I don't even know how old Binding of Isaac Rebirth is at this point. How old is the original Binding of Isaac, I wonder? Original, man. Yeah, boy. Uh, two thousand and eleven. The initial one is two thousand eleven. The and then for rebirth, it was twenty fourteen. Dang. It was like it was the game that started up uh, roguelikes. Really, like that was like the that was the game that really like I remember that. Yeah, that really like caught the like that was like the thing that started the. That that started a uh, roguelites. What is this? The Legend of Bumbo? Oh, that was the spin-off game that he made. It, that one's it. It it's basically like if you put a mobile, like put a mobile game, like it's one of those like matching games and stuff oh. like that. But like, has I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it. It looked really good, and then it was then you know, then I found out it was a matching game, and I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm good. Dude, Bumbo, Bumbo is the best. Bumbo is the best. Just letting you know that. No, no, Big Chubby is the best. I'm I became very happy once I learned that Big Chubby was the name of an enemy in that game. <laughs> The big chub. Well, that's also an item. It's like there's like a little worm that kind of follows you, and he's, his name is the big chub. Stuff like that, and he just like flies at him and just chomps at people. Nice, funny. We'll say Repentance has added a lot, a lot more than I thought it would, and has made the game a lot more interesting. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's just years after, like it's seven years after its release and you're sitting you're going like man i would have never thought i'd be playing that game seven years later oh boy you ever have one of those moments where you just like you went back and played a game because like they just dropped some like crazy content i'm trying to think of one i don't quite remember though i suppose at one time when um Halo 5 did that whole thing where you could only connect to like player made forge maps. That got me into that game for a little while again, but can't really. It was also uh, No Man's Sky once they started releasing more and more stuff because I remember I was an early adopter of that game. Yeah. I suppose that also works. Yeah, I'm, I would say it is. I was just. 
I was just surprised. I don't know. There are some people that just still like even before repentance like was a thing. I was like, there was just playing it every day. Like Cobalt Streak, at least played it probably a few a few Eden Eden runs before. Uh, uh, just like throughout the week and stuff like that. It's like that's basically how his channel became as big as it is. Though it's just him and like Richard Hammer playing Binding of Isaac. They even had like their own racing league at some point. Nice. It was, it was a good time. It was like that was like back when Isaac was in its heyday. Oh, now there's just so many other so many other uh different roguelikes now that I'm just like, man. I go back like I went back and I played Isaac and I'm just like, this feels so weird because like I'm so used to playing like Dead Cells and Hades and Hades, yeah. And, I was uh, about to say Hades. And I'm just, I'm just like, I so many. There's just so many. Like I could look at my Steam page probably, or like, that, like let's see here, like Dead Cells, and then uh, hell, even like, even like FTL, it, that's still a roguelike. Um, Nowhere Profit, One Step from Eden. Like, these are all getting like Risk of Rain. All fantastic games that basically probably spawned just because of like those one because of that, like the success of Binding of Isaac. Very oh, true. It's always it's always like I feel like that's like always the case. Like that's like every like big gaming fad, right? Is that one game does this and then everyone just jumps on it because like so many people go like that. Surprised that we haven't gotten any Among Us clones yet. I'm surprised too, but I think it wasn't. I think it's because Among Us, like that concept, already existed. Like it's already been a thing prior to this, where it's like you, you, like like TTT, like TTT. I feel like was like Trouble in Terrorist Town. Like with Gmod, it was like the original like uh, Among Us thing and stuff like that. And that's what makes like the, yeah. the, the that's what makes the case of Among Us so strange to me it's like you know this is not like a new concept where like you basically play with a bunch of people and like one or two people are the bad guys and you have to secretly kill people and 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 then kill everyone and not get caught and stuff like that so it's like it's really interesting that among us all of a sudden became so popular especially it was like it wasn't even a new release it was like it was like two-year-old release by the time it came so it really big, just popped out of nowhere. That was yeah. it, it, that is such a weird case. I mean, same thing with like Fall Guys, I guess. Really, it's like battle royale. Like, even though it's like, oh, it's not a battle royale. It is battle royale. Let's face it, yeah. people. It's a battle royale, but you don't you don't just take guns and shoot people with it and stuff like that. This goes to show that like. Ridiculous, sti- ridiculous sticks like that can just be fun. You mean stick? Sticks. Stick. Stick. Exactly. And then Among Us guys just got like the new air airship map or whatever, which apparently adds just a bunch of shit. Yeah, I hear it's really big. It's really big, and I hear like the tasks take longer, so that way it's like. You don't see many. You don't see many games winning by task now. Yeah, that's good. I feel like that was a problem with the original. Like, oh, was it four or five maps? 
It was yeah. like they're really small. And the tasks were really easy. Yeah, like the like the wires and stuff like that. Like those are like the ones that everyone like always goes for wires and like like downloads. Like literally, just click the download button and wait a few seconds. Yeah. So, and then it's also like different ways of moving around the map because it's like you have platforms. Only one person can go on the platform at a time, so on and so forth. Ladders. It's good. I, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't watched people really play it, but I, I, from what I hear, it sounds like they're having a good time with it. I haven't seen anything of it either. I, I hear good things about it, so. I feel like the game got instantly a lot bigger when proximity chat became a thing. Like there was the, there was the mod oh, for yeah. proximity chat. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I just remember when proximity chat became a thing. Achievement Hunter was just going nuts with, with all the Among Us stuff. Like, yeah. And it was like, it became less about winning and playing the game and more about the, the bits that they'd be doing <laughs> throughout the entire thing. <laughs> uh, I just, I just remember like the one time it was like, oh, or like what they all, they all go is like stack, kill, stack, kill. Cause if you're all stacked up in the same spot, then nobody like, if, if there was a killer that nobody would know who the killer was, even though they were right in front of them the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's why I, it's it's those moments where it, it's just like the comedy of people is why that game will probably never die. Probably, yeah. It's not so much the game; it's just everyone that plays it. Everyone that plays it, and because I think the game allows for fun stuff like that to happen. Yeah, I don't know. It's it. It was really because it was really like like a what was it before? Like proximity chat was like big. There was like always the reports of like people cheating and stuff like that and that. And I'm just like, all right, now you're taking all the fun out of it. All that throwing proximity chat and stuff like that. And then everyone just took the seriousness out of the game and just had fun with it. And I'm like, yeah. yes. And that's how this game was supposed to be done. <laughs> that's a game I haven't heard from in a long damn time. Among Us? Phasmophobia. Oh yeah, Phasmophobia. They had a lot of updates recently. I've been wanting to play. It's something that we used to play like all the fucking time for a while there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I still find it interesting. They up some of the yeah. uh the ghosts, like some of them are faster now, some of them are they have better targeting, so like uh what was it? Sometimes you just round the corner and then the whole ghost would just lose interest in you because it couldn't see you. <laughs> That was the thing before, and now it's like it's basically just like a baby trying to teach it like object permanence. It's like oh, I see you, I see you. Oh wait, where'd you go? Oh, you're not there anymore. And that, that's pretty much what the that's pretty much what the AI was like. <laughs> and so now it's like and now it actually chases you, like legitimately chases you if it's if it, if you're its target. Dang, dude, that's scary. Yeah, like it's supposed to. It's it looks scarier. I've I've watched a few people play it, and it's just like. There's like the one ghost that specifically like it when it, when the game starts it specifically picks one character or like one player and just that until they're dead that's what that's all they're really going to like that person's going to experience a bunch of shit. Jeez. Like that's how it works now. It used to be like when the haunt starts it randomly picks somebody. Now it's yeah. like instant the game starts it picks somebody and then they won't stop until it until you're dead. God. So don't be that person. <laughs> Oh man. 
Uh, I feel like that game is like a lot creepier in VR. Have you tried it in VR yet? No, but I can only Neither assume I. it's. I can only assume it's like a lot worse in VR. <laughs> I have to imagine so. Yeah. Oh, I could just imagine like you know when you get caught, the hands come across your eyes, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> you just hear your neck snap. Yeah. Classic horror game trope. I'm still excited to. What is, I, there's apparently there's there's still supposed to be a, a legit trailer for a Resident Evil Eight coming out soonish. That, there's that new demo that they uh, released, didn't they? Was it a demo or was it just like a like a showcase? I think it was like a gameplay showcase of some kind. Yeah. People got all freaked out because you get to look at the sexy vampire lady's butt for like a millisecond. <laughs> That's where that came from. <laughs> I just saw I just saw people on Twitter just going nuts. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I'm so glad this isn't like an actual person because like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I get it. She's hot, but. Relax. <laughs> you have just said a blasphemous thing on the internet, sir. Clearly, um, just let the hate roll in here. Every single last Resident e Evil post ever on Twitter. Big titty mommy vampire GF. Sidemy mommy big mommy milkers. It's like that was that was a sentence. Yeah. Oh, I have man. the worst feeling this game is not going to be scary because it's going to be making everybody horny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time they're going to see her, they're going to go, oh, hello. <laughs> that game are going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. That's all I, I got to say about it right now. I just can't wait till like it looks like like that's how but like that's what like everyone thinks she's going to look like. And then like within like the first she few minutes into, like uh, like some like horrific looking like blob spider monster thing yeah. or whatever. No, yeah, that's a hundred percent. And I'm just like everyone thinks like, oh, we're we're gonna be ch be chased by her. I'm like, ooh, catch me, catch me type thing. And then like, and then it's like she just starts transforming. And you're like, don't catch me anymore. Oh my god, run! <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what the game is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm still excited for the game. I think it looks good. Oh, I am too. <laughs> that side of the internet I find very interesting oh yeah or it'll be like it'll be like the real life. and obviously like like she's like the first like per like enemy you really face down I feel like like that's like the vibe I'm getting from the from like all the trailers and stuff like that and it was like she's just like well, she's gonna be that game's like Mr. X or whatever or is she? like Nemesis yeah apparently she's gonna be a thing that like chases players throughout the entire game. She's like Shit. the leader of the vampire cult or whatever. Well, I thought she had like this like mother thing from like one of like the trailers or whatever. What? It was like she was like on the phone and she's like, I lost Ethan Winters and stuff like that. And he goes, Yes, mother something, I forget. And it was like and so it was saying like she's not actually the leader, but like instead just like a higher I don't know. Okay. Either that or it's like that was a code name for like whatever the company that 
that's creating this virus that's creating all these monsters is doing that's just a theory a game theory well the person creating all these monsters is umbrella is the umbrella corporation do we like, know that though like we do do we know yeah. that yes like, we do are you sure yes okay tell me why you think that because like because isn't like chris like I, I know like they say that he's like brainwashed or whatever but i you know like and i'm still like unsure of whether or not i believe and believe that but it's just like like what the what the fuck is chris doing then i i'm i'm so confused <laughs> then again there was a lot of things that weren't answered from resident evil 7 so we'll see. like i'm guessing there's like an hire up for lady Dara Masu, if that's her name i don't know everyone's but calling I, a lady d <laughs> wonderful i know right uh, apparently uh, apparently that is going to be her role though like in at certain points in the game she's go just gonna show up in whatever random location just to like scare the shit out of you and do a little chase or whatever good good wonderful <laughs> can't be resident evil game without this giant imposing creature that's that's following you all around yeah, imposing. That's that's a word, surely. Mm, indeed. <laughs> oh man, I. Yeah, I just like what the hell. I I honestly, I was like, it's it's another one of those scenarios that like it was like, watching Kingdom Hearts three trailers. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on here, but it looks good. And then at the same time, it's the same thing. I'm like. I've seen we've seen a good chunk of things about the game right now, and I still have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I mean, I'm very happy with the size of the map. Like they released what the um, apparently the whole map of the town is going to look like, and it's it's shockingly big. So that makes me very happy. Like there's going to be a lot to, more to explore this time in comparison to like Resident Evil Seven. Do you think Leon will show up? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really give a shit what connection this game has to the rest of the series, if I'm going to be honest. It's just so weird that it has like it has Chris Redfield in it because it's like he's not all roided out and everything like that. Yeah. So I'm just like, I guess it'd be cool to see other like other characters from the from the world or whatever. But man. maybe he's a vampire or something like that. I don't no. know. Leon comes in and and saves Ethan in like the most badass way because it's like, man, I've done this before. I've been through this. I've been through a village like this before. <laughs> uh, remember when Leon was just a rookie running away from all those zombies, and then he's and then there's Resident Evil Four where he's just kicking the shit out of them. And then there was Resident Evil Six. What? 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 There was a six game. What? Oh yeah, you don't remember Resident Evil Six? Yeah, that that never happened. Remember, like it, it was it was it was a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I think everyone wishes everyone wishes it was a fever dream. <laughs> Dude, that was my first Resident Evil game. Oh that made no! Me very upset. Oh no! Look, if Resident Evil is coming back, then clearly. We got it. We got to get the. We got to get Silent Hill back in here, right? I both hope so and not. Yeah. Like I love Silent Hill, but 
they've had more bad games than good at this point. I think everyone just wants like what is it Silent Hill two with like five shattered memories and book of memories and Silent Hill fucking. I know what you're saying. Like people want a game like Silent Hill two. I do too. But that's what every Silent Hill game up until this point has been. Yeah, very true, Joel. Has been trying to do like every game has been trying to be like. Silent Hill Two just, and none just, of them. I feel like just give just give them like a, a, a Silent Hill Two remake with Pyramid Head being badass, and I feel like everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. Right, that was that, that's the one where Pyramid Head shows up. But that's is right, or am I crazy? That's the one where he first shows up. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I was like, am I crazy right now? I. I don't. I've never played any of the Silent Hill games, so they're okay. Uh, let's see how many Silent Hill games have there been. Pyramid Head with thick ass equals everyone happy. Indeed. <laughs> look, we, look, look. What is it with with horror games and and butts? You know, you got you got Lady D that has apparently had a butt shot that everyone's freaking out about, and now Pyramid Head's like, uh, like he's always had a fat ass, but like, what's what's everyone's obsession with asses in horror games? Let's I don't understand. See. Book of Memories was bad. Downpour was really bad. Shattered Memories was really bad. Homecoming was really bad. The Escape was bad. Origins was bad. The arcade game was bad. Silent Hill 4 was good. Silent Hill 3 was bad. Fight Me. Silent Hill 2 was amazing. And Silent Hill at Hill 1 was fine. Or in human sexuality go hand in hand. All right. Take it. <laughs> No, because that's the thing about, that I'm thinking about when like this giant monster is chasing me down is, oh, look at that. That's a fine ass right there. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, take a close look at the creatures from Silent Hill 2, though. Like, seriously, what the fuck with shit like that? Uh. <laughs> I mean, they have a nice ass. Some of them have multiple nice asses. <laughs> Fuck! Do I never want to look at them? <laughs> look, you find out what you find out what most people prioritize. Like you know, you know, the guys always get the boobs or butts thing, and it's like clearly most gamers are butts are butts men. Is all I'm trying to say here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there's the there's the mannequin from Silent Hill too. Those are that's just like a butt stacked on top of another butt with two legs protruding on either oh, side. Yeah, I saw they, I saw all those things, and I'm just like, that's nightmare fuel right there. <laughs> Uh, they uh, they scare you out throughout the uh, entire game. Then you get to the hotel and you're like, "Oh, look, it's Pyramid Head raping one." How quaint! Christ, you know that's how he was introduced, right? Oh yeah, no, I I knew that, but it just, it doesn't make it any more like what the what? <laughs> yep. Ooh. Oh, I just, I just, I just, I'll never understand what, what's the, what's the obsession sometimes. <laughs> oh boy. Might as well look at something pleasant while you're being scared. I don't know. I'm sure. Uh, let me just, I, let I me just pop a fear know. boner. <laughs> what's that from again? I don't remember what the fuck that was from. Fear boner origins. That's that's that you might not want to Google that. 
you you uh, you're gonna have some weird recommendations for you for Google coming forward here. <laughs> Phallophobia, the fear of an erect penis. Did not expect. And again, there's fears for everything in this goddamn world. Let's see. Uh, oh, wait a minute. It originated from the Justice League. What? No. <laughs> what? No way. Nah. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't remember where that's from then. Something about the Eskimo brothers, and there's like this group apparently. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's all we really need to know. I, I, it was not important information for me to know that. It was just like, what the fuck? I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's, Look, no one, no one's saying just how sexy stuff is in Binding of Isaac. <laughs> so. Well, that game's not scary, though. <laughs> Have you seen some of the monsters? They're pretty scary. They, in that same sense, they legit have an item named the Big Chubby. Mm. Mm-hmm. They also have a, a trinket named Cancer that's actually like a really good trinket. So people would go, yay, Cancer! And I'm just like, the, the shit that this game makes me say. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't even know what, like, I'm playing jack shit for games. I checked out Dead Cells for a little bit because they had like the, like, kind of, I mean, it was like, I, mean, I don't I- even remember how long ago it was. I see on Friday now you're playing Kingdom Hearts. Does that mean it's finally coming to PC? I mean, it is in P. It's out for PC right now. Oh, like I, the the whole thing is like twenty percent off until like oh no, it was twenty percent off until yesterday. So ah. got I got all I got Kingdom Hearts one point five and two point five for thirty dollars, and Kingdom Hearts three for forty. Very nice. It's not terrible. I always nope, find that nope. funny that they started the sale, but if you pre-bought those games, you ended up spending more money. If like you just waited for the release, you would have saved twenty percent on all the games. So that's kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> also, I find it really funny if you buy Kingdom Hearts three, you get three months of Disney Plus for free. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I didn't even know that, and I don't really care to. There's nothing. There's nothing really I want to watch in Disney Plus. Like until Mandalorian season three is out, I really don't care. I mean, I mean, hey, you have the trial though. You can just activate that whenever you want. It might expire after the three months. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. But yeah, it's like played some uh, Dead Cells. Check out the Fatal Falls DLC. It's it's. It's Dead Cells. It's a pretty fun game. Nice. I also think that they made the some of the boss, like the uh, harder difficulties, a little easier as well. Really? Yeah, because before, like, I'm I'm on boss cell like two because I'm not very good at the game, and okay. it used to be you'd only get a charge, a, a, a 
a recharge on your flask after bosses on boss L2. Now you get one every floor, which makes it like you don't have such low health going to the later parts of the game now. I'm just like, that's nice. Now I can now I might actually be able to finish boss L2 and go to boss L3 now. Cool. For like once. <laughs> oh man, I suck at that game. It doesn't help that I haven't played in a very long time. And that was like our our shit in our friend group for like a good two, three months there. It's, it's I think that was mainly because we were all in quarantine. Yeah. But it is a legit great game, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a good game, and then uh, I think it kind of hit hit the side when uh, Hades came out, and we all jumped on Hades. Yeah, I think that's I think that's Hades. where where that all that hype went. All good games though. All very good games, yeah. Just like at some point, you're just like, man, I don't have time to play everything. <laughs> Got to play Strikers when that comes out, and you know, and then it came out and played that good it was good it's good it's good now we all sit here and wait for whatever the persona announcement that's some big persona announcement later this year persona racing <laughs> oh, the, the <laughs> yeah there, there's there's that there and then there's like oh maybe you could remaster persona 3 and uh, 2 and maybe one i don't know it's <laughs> thought <laughs> Just release those on PC, please. God, that'd be so fucking hype. What if it's just, just like, like we already got four? Just give us the other four. No. What if it's what if he, what if it's just like a Persona collection, basically, where it's just it's all the Persona games, including five. Am I shooting too hard, too much for the stars? No, I. I Part of me kind of hopes like we wake up and that's just on Steam. That's like oh, on that Steam so... tomorrow. Just been like, oh, and it breaks the entire internet because everyone's flipping out. Like Persona 5's on PC now. Hooray, everyone go play it. Oh my god. You know I would too. 100% yeah. would. Absolutely. Oh god. It's like I've been playing uh through royal again as well i'm just like yeah this is this is just as good as i remembered it being i haven't hit okumaro's palace yet that's coming up next nice <laughs> like i finished up futaba's palace now it's uh next it would be okumaro's which i'm just like i despise you okumaro <laughs> i despise you very much haru's cool but you know your <laughs> father not so much Oh man. I was I didn't realize that was cuz like after beating that game you realize like there's a lot of things like apparently Hafumi was supposed to be like was supposed to be a phantom thief. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that or like that was like the original story design for and then like Makoto was supposed to be the side confidant but then they ended up switching roles or whatever. Which I kind of honestly prefer i'm glad they did that yeah which is what yeah it, yeah it's very interesting also it was like joker was apparently going to be staying with like 
before before Makoto was a thing was going to be a thing with like Sai and stuff like that. And it was just like that'd be that'd be weird. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh man. Dude, I need Persona 5 on PC mainly for mod support. Oh god. Have you seen any of the mods for Persona 4, 4 yet? No, not really. I haven't looked into them. I've told you about them before, right? I think you told me about a few. The goth emo te- teenager for uh oh, what's the little sister's name? God damn it. Nanako? I can't believe her. Nanako. She, uh, uh, there's this one great mod that pretty much alters her entire personality, and it's great. I love it. From from the lighthearted Nanako to like a goth girl, <laughs> uh, like an edgy goth teenager. Oh, it's God. great. The only mod that I really I really heard about was the mod that was apparently where you can make, where it was like Yusuke could be like a you could romance use or not Yusuke Yosuke. Uh, you could romance Yosuke and have like a gay relationship, and I'm just like, ah, oh, that's yeah. cool, because <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of people wanted. <laughs> and so I'm just like, all right, whatever, cool. Oh boy, it's like maybe, maybe we'll get that big collection, and then maybe we'll also get a teaser for six. That'd be cool. <laughs> now I might be shooting too much for the stars at this point. You are. It's gonna be. <laughs> It's going to be a while before I, we hear from Six, I think. Yeah. Especially with um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five coming out. Yeah, this, that, that's I think true. It's this year, actually. Yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be this year. I think that they they pushed it back to an to an under like they haven't determined when the when the new release date is going to be, but I think Atlas said they're hopeful that it's going to be this year. That's good. Yeah, and then you got the what is it the third one being remastered on steam as well. So I'm hoping it's a series that more people can get into because it's a series where persona four or well, persona, the persona series in spun off of. Yeah. Through. Yeah. I, I, I want to check out the, the remaster of the third one. Looks interesting. And especially like, like you said, I was like persona became like what, what it was the spinoff series, but like, it just became so much bigger than Shimigami Tensei was. Yeah. It's mainly because the two games have like distinctly different tones. And I think Persona, this Persona series, I can't talk, I'm sorry, is just a lot more appealing in that sense. It's more personal and stuff like that. You can yeah. relate to it more. Whereas like Shimigami Tensei looks just nuts. But nuts in like a good way. But it's like, it's not like going to like, grip you kind of like the way the persona games do yeah like i've always said that four four is is good because it gets it is very relatable between and stuff like that like it's like oh you could see yourself doing like these things with like people with like people like friends and stuff like that obviously like not mm-hmm. going into like a tv and saving people but like just like the lighthearted shit that you do i know what you're outside about, it yeah. and like five is bonkers but like <laughs> but it's like uh some points you could just like it gets very much like uh relatable tones yeah oh man that was one thing i was kind of like if there's one thing i would like say is like there's not enough moments where 
the Phantom Thieves were just hanging out, being friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And Strikers kind of show that like like that and where there was like there was points where they were still like just like they're hanging out, they're having a good time and stuff like that. But then in the end, it always comes back to the story. But it's like. And that's fine. I think it's I think it's mainly just a difference in focus between the two games. Like, obviously, like both games have very much like an anime like type of vibe and type of feel. I think in Persona 4, they were just trying to go for like the typical like high school uh, high school life and focus a lot more on that whereas the phantom thieves were just trying to uh, more of like an adventurous group i want to say yeah and also it's just like when you're dealing with in four it's like serial killers and stuff like that oftentimes it's like especially if you're not like if you're not the the detectives or whatever you're really just waiting until the until the killer makes his next move so there's like times where you there's just there's just breaks and you're just like they're they're doing stuff, whatever they're going to the beach, they're having fun. And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of criticisms about that. It's like, oh, it just, it just takes away the story of of four when you do that. And I'm just like, it really doesn't. It adds it on to it, doesn't? Especially since, especially considering that's basically the kind of vibe that that game was going for. I think uh, the biggest difference, like I was talking to Billy about this a while ago. And that damn rain. Damn rain. Yeah. Is I feel like Persona 5, it'd be a lot easier to make a movie out of that game oh, yeah. because of the Phantom Thieves and the whole thing that they got going on. Where, where with 4, it has a more relatable and gripping story, but it's not really like the fun kind of action vibe that you would get from a game like uh, Persona 5. Yeah. That, that, still, like, that is true. like instances of that, but... Yeah, it's just like whenever somebody was thrown into the TV, then that's when things got serious. And then like yeah. outside of it, it was just like, okay, we saved the person, we've thwarted the killer and stuff like that this time. And then it's just like then they take like an afternoon to try and like sort through the information or whatever again, and they're just like, Well, we don't know anything. Better just wait until the next time it happens and then we'll just deal with it again. I think the big thing was that the two games were just trying to. They do have animals. Just you know, yeah, they they were just trying to focus more on different things, and yeah, yeah and even during the anime, it's like there was a lot of episodes where it was just kind of like it was like when they weren't dealing with TV worlds, it was just Narakami going around doing what would be the social links of the game, just like yeah. little side stories with all the characters and whatnot. That was good. I it it definitely had a theme, and it did it did exactly what that theme was. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the animes for both games are fine, but I've personally never been a fan of either one. I think I fives is not not overly great. I wouldn't say it's awful, yeah. but it's like it's okay. Um, fours, I think actually adds a lot to the story because it's just stuff they didn't put in and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. with each character, uh, just cause I feel like they were limited with the technology at the time, uh, to do so. Whereas with five, it's just basically a recreation of what happens in the game. Yeah. Like what would happen? Yeah. What happens in the game? Pretty much. It's like, eh, whereas like four, it adds on to it and stuff like that. They have like more integrated stories and stuff like that. Like 
was it even like for right from the get-go it was like you could tell like the relationship between chihei and yukiko was like a lot a lot better than than they show off in the game sometimes yeah that's just how i look at it like they're they're great i think they're both fine i think they're both really good but yeah. i definitely would say fours is a lot better than fives probably yeah yeah also like the the golden versions of that one they which is it's basically just all the marie stuff I think they did a good job at integrating her into the, the into the party. Yeah. Even if people will say that the story works without her and I'm just like it. Yeah, but there's also kind of just like that area where it's like. OK, look, clearly the, the story wasn't done like after they beat the the big fog, the what is it? I'm no scary or whatever. The the big the big eyeball monster god thing. Yeah. Um. They, they're just like, except, oh, the fog is gone. And then they just kind of move on. It, 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 like, at least in Golden, it's like, they explain, it's like, oh, it wasn't actually gone. You know, I, I just, I just harbored it within me. And then I wanted to go off and die with it, basically. I don't know. I've, I've seen people give shit to Marie and I'm just like, yeah, same with Kasumi. It's like, I will, I will still not never get over in Royal when, you know, when she when she saves you from size palace or whatever, or like and stuff like that. And like the team now the party knows every like everything about Kasumi. And then she's like, Oh yeah, let me join you and stuff like that. And then they don't let her join for Shido's Palace. And I'm sitting here going like why? It makes no sense. <sighs> it makes I guess it makes sense after you get to see Maruki's palace, but like at the time, it just made no sense to me. I'm like, why? Why would you even do this then? Oh well. I'm also a little upset that that Kasumi's not in Strikers. They could have easily explained her just being like away at some gymnastics thing for the whole summer. I think it was mainly because wasn't Strikers like in development even before R was planned? I think probably that's probably where what it was. Okay, it was a catchy's game. Yeah, I say I would say that they definitely made Akechi more of a like it wasn't in the original Persona Five. The, the his confidant would go up naturally. He didn't even have to like see him or whatever. I think that was I think that was yeah. the case. Whereas in, in Royal, you actually have to like go and spend time with him basically if you wanted to up his confidant. Ah, oh, sketchy, catchy. Who could forget? Still, still only second in the Ace Detectives and stuff like that. You know, behind Naoto. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Cannot convince me otherwise. You said that with the Haru to, uh, thing too, and you still lost. What do you mean? Haru is best girl. See that smi- I see that smirk on your face. <laughs> I don't 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 come telling me that you know you, you say Makoto is now best girl. You, you don't don't come at me with that. I mean, she's like a strong third place. Ooh, third place now. Who's who's first place for uh, for Tom Cruise can't lose then? The teacher, obviously. Falcami. 
then, then Futaba. All right, fair. Fair. Find out that uh, Tom Cruise can't lose likes older women. It's it's all right. It's cool. Everyone has the thing. <laughs> I was trying to do something there. I'm not. I forgot halfway through what it was. <laughs> oh man. That goes all the way back to my one of my first playthroughs of Persona Five. It was uh, with Andre, funnily enough, and we named our ca- character Spaniard McDelvin. Spaniard McDelvin. <laughs> We'd come up with our own lines of dialogue. So, like when Spaniard was first introduced to the class, he just kind of yelled out, "My name is Spaniard McDelvin, and I'm gonna fuck the teacher." <laughs> oh man. Uh, we played that in theater too. Good times. Nice. That was good, good times. times. What about Takemi? Eh, there's there's a fan base, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> oh man, you could sit you could sit here all 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 day, and we could talk about you know who's best girl. But in the end, we still we all know who the truth is. We all know the truth is is what it is. Look, I'm saying you know strikers. They they say is is nope. That's wrong. It's not Futaba. It is Haru. And I was like, look, you can say you can try and convince me all you want that that strikers is 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 Sophia's game and stuff like that. Like, and it's it's not. It's Haru's game because she actually got the, the 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 screen time to show off of what she is, what uh, what she is. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> That's fair. You're perfectly allowed to be wrong, and I'm allowed to laugh at it. It's okay. <laughs> oh boy. What what did this podcast become? It, it, it talked about it's talking. Look, we we talked we talked about some crazy things today. I mean, we can go back and start talking about Angry Orchard uh, juice boxes again. Angry I'm Orchard juice boxes. Back. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was about to bring that up, and then we began talking about E3. Um, Angry Orchard is going to start making juice boxes, and it's amazing. Is it going to be like when Bud Light made dog beer? Beer for your dog. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh yeah, it is. Beautiful. I love. Is that. it though? Is it though? Ask yourself. Is it though? No, no. That's. Can we Exodia his points? Just obliterate him. There you go. Oh boy. But yeah, I was like, I remember. What was that? That was like start of. Uh, maybe it was like it might have been like start of winter I heard about that it was like Bud Light was making dog beer and I was just like what the hell maybe you want to share one with your pets because you have no friends to share one with look it's quarantine all you guys your dogs or whatever you know you're lonely because we're all sitting here in quarantine for a, a full year and then realize that we'll probably still be stuck here for most of 2021 as well yeah. Uh, wow, that, that got dark real fast. <laughs> anyway, play it gives us more time to play v- video games. Am I right? 
Yeah. You're right. Oh God. I just I'm just like looking on the horizon, I'm like, what's what's coming out? What's there? And I'm just like, I got nothing as at the moment lined up that looks like super awesome or whatever. You're talking like game wise or just news wise yeah. in general? Just game wise for right now. It's just like I, I I was just like, oh, upcoming releases. I'm like, ah, Darkest Dungeon still doesn't have a release date. Uh d- I mean, there's some cool stuff. We have Kana, we have Ratchet and Clank, we have uh, Horizon for Ben West. We got Halo. That's but I'm all like, I'm like year. talking like foreseeable future and stuff like that, like foreseeable, like within like the next like three or so months. MLB the Show is coming. Hey, out. real real talk though, those games are actually good. Yeah. Now, should they be releasing one every year? Eh, probably not. But, you know, I don't know. I'm a sucker for baseball games. That's why I play Super Mega Baseball 3. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, I'm lucky as fuck. I, I'm very excited that that game's coming to Game Pass because I was thinking about buying it anyway. But then I was like, oh, cool. I'll just play it through there. Yeah. Dope. Because for whatever reason, just like Outriders, they didn't put it on the PC one. Yep. Oh well, maybe one day it'll get added, just like Outriders. Then again, Outriders has his own problems right now, aka yep, with yep. server stability. Which is, is like, Outriders not on the PC Game Pass? Oh, it's only on the Xbox One. Oh jeez. I heard like a kid screaming out, "And we'll be on Xbox." Yeah, pretty crazy. Considering that I think it's still made by a Sony studio, and I really thought they weren't going to let go of that one, but they're realizing that there's no baseball game on the Xbox. So it's like, might as well just cash on anyone that's willing to buy it up for the Xbox. Yeah. But they're putting on Game Pass, though, which is the weirdest thing. I don't know. Apparently, it wasn't even Sony's decision. Like, apparently, it's just the MLB that wanted it on Game Pass. Which that is... doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because how, how that works with that, I was reading up on that, is that basically the MLB can pull out at any time. And I do mean any time. Uh, if, if, if they don't like the, the product or anything like that, that they can just, like, say, hey, you're done making that. And then they actually can't update the game or make any future games. Jeez. Yeah. So pretty much when the MLB probably was like, hey, put this on Xbox, they were just like, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm a little surprised at that, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. Cool. I mean, Microsoft's put, we already know Microsoft's pulling out all, basically all the guns to be like the big, like, Netflix of gaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And shit like this, that's, Certainly getting him there. Oh, yeah. Or it is a jack-of-all-trades type thing. Oh, boy. Like, um... Play Doom Eternal, and then you can play some MLB, then slap in some FIFA. Why not? Why not? Why not? You got access to pretty much fucking everything, so there's... Legit no reason not to. Yeah. And then there's like um I wonder if Sony will do that one day with their with all like a lot of their games. 
with P with PS Now, you mean? Yeah. Or just like a new like Sony service that's like, like Game Pass. Well, I mean, I bet I would bet you would be like PS Now or whatever. Like it'd be, it'd be like the next form of the PS Now, where it's just like a bunch of like the Sony games that you can download and stuff like that, rather than having wait from month by month, basically. Yeah, it's like every new release that's a Sony exclusive will basically just come out on PS Now that you can play right then there. I I certainly hope that happens. The only reason I'm not sure it will is because of what they've stated as their marketing strategy. They already came out and said they don't want to put games, day, new games day and date on any one specific purpose. They don't believe on putting in uh, putting games on the PC. There's just a not, lot, not a lot of stuff that they're either okay with or able to do to really push for like a actual real world competitor to game pass. Now, if they come out and change that and was at and say, Hey, PS now is going to have all these new Sony games on there. Like day and day one, I'd be very happy. Yeah. It's just a matter of if they'll do that. Yeah, that is uh that is the thing is like, will they do that? And eh, we'll see. can hope yeah i mean if if it was identical to game pass i would cream my pants because that means i don't have to stress about about getting a ps5 just play horizon forbidden west when that comes out hmm. i can just play it on pc well I'm, well i'm not talking about like on pc it's just like if it was for something for the playstation like like for the PlayStation Five or whatever, like I know I'm just dreaming, I guess. Yeah, that'd be cool if you could do it on PC. I don't think that'll happen. I just think that they'll probably oh. have like a like an extra either like it's like with the PS Now you can pay like an extra like I don't know five ten bucks or whatever and pay and like play games day one or whatever with it. I think that'd be fun. People would probably do it. Probably, yeah. I wonder if they're waiting for some of their bigger releases to happen, like next, like Spider-Man and God of War, Horizon Forbidden West. I to get closer, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Because right now, it's like, let's face it, there's not much to play on the PS5 other than Demon Souls. <laughs> I mean, they're getting new stuff this year, which is exciting. Yeah, but like... I don't know. It's it, it just people. I always hear people. It's like, I got finally got my PS5. Let me just play the Resident Evil demo for like 10 minutes and then go play Demon Souls and then the, yeah. do, do nothing else. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, at this point, I'll just wait. I mean, you could probably play Cyberpunk pretty okay. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea where that game sits now. Like I, I've I've seen some of the recent patch notes, and it sounds like it's going good. I watched this one video about DJ Peach Co- uh, by a guy named DJ Peach Cobbler. Amazing channel, by the way. If anyone here hasn't watched him, like I've watched all of his videos, and I think it's really funny. He, he talked about like uh, redemption and stuff, and if like Cyberpunk is ever really going to be able to redeem it redeem itself since a lot of the flaws of the game are so integral to the game itself like it's an 
RPG that has really badly Im implemented RPG elements. It's a story-based game with a half-baked story. It's a first-person shooter where the shooting doesn't feel satisfying. Like he said, it's a as a game that's possible to redeem. It's just they have to basically overhaul entire systems, basically. And, and he said, like, one of the things that one of the reasons it probably is the way it is is because they did try to put like everything in there and they really shouldn't have tried to do any of that and focused more on like a singular vision for that game. So in like, I know we've had this discussion before, but now that the yeah. game is out and it's been out for a while now, we can kind of like go like, Hey, and basically what you said what you just said, like they tried to put, they tried to put in everything. Basically, that was mm -hmm. one thing I remember voicing opinions on. I was like, "This is concerning that they're trying to put literally everything in the game." It's like just start with the base game and update it as you go. Like, just and I was like, "I I know we've had, I know I've had these, dis we've had these discussions before, where it's just oh, like." Wow. Where it's just like we thought that every time the game I, I think every time we talked about every time the game was delayed, it's like I feel like they're trying to pack in too much right now and they're just not focusing on what the game is. And looking at it now, I think we can pretty much assume let's say that that was the case. Like the fact is they thought they could stick in multiplayer before they released it. And I'm like, they're nowhere even close. Yeah, they had to make that a public announcement saying that, yeah, it's not going to be ready. And we but we want to get the game out. And I'm just like, yeah, you should. From what I hear, there's a possibility they may not even be implementing the multiplayer anymore. I heard it just, just got pushed into the far future now. Oh. AKA, like, maybe two years. Cool. So. People are still going to be playing Cyberpunk at that point. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, ooh, I was like, two years? Stuff like that? And I was like, I think, I think Watch Dogs Legion just re recently implemented an online version to which... I don't think many people played. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I think it took too long to implement it. And I'm like, and then I asked myself, why did they even do that? Because they wanted to basically be a GTA, but like with watchdogs. Yeah. Yeah. Everything tries to be GTA. Ever notice that now the nowadays, like, and not everything needs to be GTA. Like if it, I, it if it incorporates guns or anything like that or like just kind of messing around fucking around type deal, everyone everything tries to be GTA. And I'm sitting here going like, don't don't be GTA. I feel I feel like everything's just kind of following the same sort of like game dev template, which is kind of the reason, at, which is like the only issue that I take with the uh, most recent God of War game, like. It's an amazing game. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to make that clear right now. But there's nothing in there specifically that makes me want to hold the game up and be like, this is the tightest shit ever. Because like at the end of the day, it's just another open world game with light crafting elements, uh, vaguely, story uh, vaguely story focused. It's... I feel like every game right now is either trying to be like, gta or assassin's creed if that makes any sense it's no. those two kind of game game genres that basically everyone wants to be now yeah i feel you there that's i see generic money-making machine behind it yeah i feel you there it yeah i can't remember if we had this this discussion last week where it comes back to 
uh when what was it donkey took like a, a comic critique of like what he what he wanted overwatch 2 to be basically and one of his first points was that multiplayer games have just gotten boring and lazy because they're all basically just the same thing yeah and i can't help but like feel like that's true looking at multiplayer games these days so yeah i remember having this conversation now because we were talking about how like vr is an apex yeah but it's just like more and more i look at it the more and more i i find that that is true and it, it comes down to that and and it comes down to like I'm like we'll even cycle back to earlier in the podcast when we were talking about Binding of Isaac and stuff like that. It's like that game created roguelikes basically. Like they existed beforehand, but that popularized it because it was the first game that kind of found this formula and made it work and stuff like that. And then every game from here on forth has just been taking that and making its own iterations and stuff like that. And some games have done it extremely well. Dead Cells, Hades, fantastic games that do it differently, but like also, uh, but also just really well. I feel like, um, yeah, with like item unlocks and so on, so f- and so on and so forth. All down to skins to skills. So and like that, it's like with Hades, you have like you have like the mirror and like all the different boons and how they interact. It takes less of like the the stat kind of configuration that a lot of games have, and and it implemented more of like a synergy, like what boons synergize with one another and stuff like that. That's what you want in Hades, and you want yeah. you want boons synergizing with one another, making really strong things. Obviously, you want like legendary boons stuff like that, but that's beside the point. Um, whereas in Dead Cells, you want a specific type of weapon very vari- like uh, weapon variations. You want to focus on one specific trait, whether it be brutality, tactics, or survival, and stuff like that, and you want to work on your stats, um, and just upgrading more and more of those weapons. And that's kind of like the differences between them, whereas Isaac was just like, hey, here's item synergy and that. So everyone's kind of taking their own little spin on it, and I like that. And that's it's, it's something that you don't see a lot of, like, multiplayer games do they just kind of just reskins of everything else it seems yeah look no further than valorant when it comes to csgo or every call of duty game with every other call of duty game combined with just most shooters in general there there was a point when playing battlefield 5 where i legit just thought like this game plays exactly like call of duty now it's it's a little disheartening. Yeah. That was why, uh, what, what was it? I was just like, when I remember when I was like, um, no, you just looking through games and stuff like that. You see, like when I saw darkest dungeon, it was just like, Oh, there's like, you know, you got the normal health and then you got the stress health bar. Well, that's different. Never seen stress. And stuff like that, and it just majorly fucks up everything. And it just—it's it, one little concept like that. And then I was thought, thought it was interesting going in, in like as they as they progressed in developing the game, they then added uh, a new mechanic with the corpses and whatnot. And everyone was pissed about the corpses because they just didn't like them. And I'm just sitting here going like, why? It's such a good mechanic because it makes you think and have to really strategize. But that's just that's just me. I, I like cha- I like some challenges within games and 
I like yeah. strategy based games. Um, but some people didn't like it, and I was just like, oh, because you couldn't cheese the game anymore. It was like, oh, you're taking all the fun out of the game. Like, no, they're making you think more, which for some people is a lot of fun. Yeah. That was how, that's how I look at it. It was like, it's simple things like that. Just one little simple thing like that. And I just feel like you don't see in games all that often. It's innovation combined with focus that I think makes a good game, really. Yeah. Like a game can play in its own unique way, but when you have all these games that really just want to be everything, they end up focusing on nothing. Yep. Yep, I agree with that. It was like, uh, well, going back to Dark Dungeon for a second, they, they were just like, when they added the corpses, and like they were, remember, I was reading the, the game of entries thing, or seeing the game of entries thing, and they were talking about, you know, should we just take out the corpses and stuff like that? And then, then basically, like, one of the head developers were just like, oh, no, fuck no, this, this is a great, this is a great mechanic and stuff like that. We believe in the vision and the focus of the game and stuff like that. That's, that's what it all, that's all it was. Yeah. And I was just like, that's, that. As much as people want to say, oh, but you're not listening to the fans, but at the same time, it's like they believed in the game that they made and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I can only assume at the time it was just like a few people were pissed off. It was just a small minority of people that were pissed off because I can't, I, I, I was like, I saw it and I was just like, this is, this changes everything and I love it. It's like, it was like, it was just added a whole new layer to the game with just one simple thing. That just tells you how how intricate they think they, they made the game. And why I'm really yeah. looking forward to Darkest Dungeon 2. <laughs> uh, and I, I know I've stated this before, but the, the, the Butcher Circus is the beta for the, the, how, the, how the combat will work in Darkest Dungeon 2. I'm fully convinced of that. Yeah. Nice. You ever play the Butcher Circus at all or stuff like that? No. Yeah. And it's just like I heard I heard it was really, really fucking hard, so I just never The battles take a while. Um, just because it's PvP. I think if it wasn't PvP and it was just against normal bots, it wouldn't take as long. Yeah. Um They specifically made it so it's you can't just like straight up there's like one move that you can just cheese a guy because it gets around death's door. But, man, it. PvP in that game does not really work, but it was a good way of testing out there of like how people thought of the, the new combat system. And again, it's a simple little thing where it's like instead of the game telling you, like, here's the order in which the heroes go work with what you work with, what the game gets you and stuff like that. And you can manipulate with that with the character speed and whatnot. Now it's like, oh, we don't care what their speed is. Just, you know, you figure it out. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going like, wait, I, I, I pick the turns now. I do that. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it throws a whole new loop and I loved it so much. It's just the fights take so fucking long, dude, that it just, it doesn't make the game fun and stuff like that. And, oh God, that, that's the one thing I was like, if we could just get this in normal PVE and stuff like that. I'd love to see how it works in theory. Yeah. And I, and I can only, like I said, I can only assume that's how Darkest Dungeon 2 is going to be. Nice. With a little bit more 
uh, polish, probably. Probably, yeah. That was like their beta test for that yeah. feature. I'm guessing. Yeah, it yeah. was their. It was their. It was their alpha, basically. It was good. I liked it though. It's good. Uh, you ever had you ever played like the games like that before, and just like they tweak one little thing and it changes everything? I'm gonna be honest. No, no, that's never happened. I don't know. I, I I just like I guess I've been playing Darkest Dungeon. I I mean I. I was probably like, I started playing Darkest Dungeon like a year after it hit what it hit Steam or whatever, and then it was like, then they slowly added out all these features, and I was just like, oh, this changes everything because it's like, as much as people always like meme about the early access stuff on Steam, it's like it is, it is really helpful for some for the devs sometimes. Yeah, like just having that feed, not having that constant feedback from the community and stuff like that. It's like it depends on when they're not the game sticks on there for. A very, 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 very long time. Uh, like, is it like is it in early access to be in early access, or is it going to stay in early access forever? Basically, and that's what everyone was uh, really upset about with Ark. Remember the ha- remember what happened with that? I do not know. Ark stayed in early access for two years. Yeah, for two years, and then after two years, they had. Remember, this is still in early access. Then they released paid DLC for the game in early access. I don't know. I, I always thought that game looked boring and terrible, so I just never yeah, jumped in. I was never like I played Rust, and that was basically just like Rust with dinosaurs, basically. And that's why I'm just like, eh, I'm Rust good. Was like Rust with dinosaurs or whatever arc. Um. So I was just like, eh, no, no, not for me. And, and stuff like that. And then I was just like, and then I watched it and I was like, oh, now it's getting a paid DLC. Wait, it's still in early access. How can you charge paid DLC for a game that isn't even released? <laughs> week, af- week after everyone made a fuss of that, they released the game and then put the paid DLC out and another week later. Nice. Cool. I'm just like, Wow. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's that's when you. Am I thinking of like someone else? Do I know? Remember Atlas? That whole game? No. It was basically Ark, but with pirates. Oh, I got you now. Yeah, I do remember that game now. Is that the exact same company? I'm actually curious now. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Everyone's on Valenheim these days for survival games now. This I remember very fondly. It was a pirate game that everyone was really excited about because at that point, like, our hype for Ark was at its peak, and there was a lot to look forward to with Ark. It's like they were showing off all these Hydras and shit battles and demons and shit, and the game came out, and it was just the most broken, boring, awful thing ever, and everyone was clowning on it. Man. This really is strange sometimes. Good marketing, I guess, because everyone was excited for it. But yeah. you need to deliver. Man, there's just so many games like that, it seems like, these days. That's why I'm just like, I don't, I don't trust pre-ordering games unless I really, really trust the developer behind it. Or I'm really liking what I'm seeing. The fact that 
to that to this day the only like good game about pirates that we have is an assassin's creed game is very sad to me what are you talking about sea of thieves is good isn't it that's right oh my god i forgot about sea of thieves sea of thieves have like the, the rockiest start as well just because the lack of content i yeah. remember like everyone was just like oh there's just not much to do like you you sail around you collect treasure and you leave and stuff like that now there's like monsters it's you can fight good. Yeah. yeah, there's like monsters you can fight, special quests. There's like this giant skeleton fort you can fight. It there there are multiple different ships that you can get. Yeah. So there's actually like a point to collecting gold and stuff like that and treasures. Yeah. At least now they gave that a an at least something to go get get to and stuff like that. Which is like what a lot of games struggle with, especially yeah. like multiplayer games. It's like He's like, what am I really playing for here? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the point of consistent, like, of constantly playing? There are some games where the gameplay loop is just enough. Yeah, like oddly enough, satis- there's sat- there's like games like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and Satisfactory. Yeah, because they're just they're just fun, and that's yeah. what I think a lot of like, and that's how I feel like a lot of people a lot of people that are into fighting games like about it too. It's like, because they like to try and get better and stuff like that. And so like the fighting is just that fun. Whereas like, I'm just like, I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't really care. It doesn't convince me to keep playing. It's like smash is just like, I really only play that with like when I, when I'm with friends and stuff like that, when wherever we're all together and we're just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's just the way to play that game. Oh, yeah. I get wanting to be competitive and shit, but that's that's where I normally have the most fun with that. Same with, like, the Halo games. These games are just best played when they're being played with buddies. Just crazy. No, There's no real, like, end game. They're just fun. Yeah. A lot of games don't have fun these days. Everyone's got to be esports. <laughs> The amount of people that want to be esports is too damn high. <laughs> Why would a game want to do this? Because it's fun. Remember fun? Remember when games were allowed to be fun? I fun. do. What what is fun? Well, let me let me spell it out for you. <laughs> fun is where you don't be esports and rage against people when you're in a in a casual game and be a tax be a toxic player because you wanted to win if you want to win going to ranked most games offer that now <laughs> yeah oh boy i don't know how long have we been going oh god hour 40 i just want to bring up the fact that we brought up uh, um, Cyberpunk 2077, not as a joke yet again. We somehow found something to talk about. I, dude, I, concerning Cyberpunk again. Every, every, every time I, I, I wonder and I ask myself, I'm like, how the hell do we do this? <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. It's like, it's weird. It's like, uh, listening to podcasts, I'm like, how do, how does like, like, if you ever listen to, like, the off-topic podcast and stuff like that, they literally go in with, like, no plan for, like, between them, and they just, like, 
they'll just like start talking about just some random shit and then they'll go off on tangent after tangent after tangent and all of a sudden two hours goes by and you're just like what the fuck happened that was today uh, basically we came in with no plan we have no news uh, both of us were like oh yeah we got nothing to talk about yet here we are at a, an hour and 45 minutes somehow just like video games man they're just, they're just yeah. video games who doesn't love them am i right am i right i'm right you're right yeah that's why we're all here we're all here to play video games and have fun that should just be the slogan for this type for this for this podcast. We just like to have, play games and have fun. We're here to play games and have fun. Just kind of like Duke Nukem. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. <laughs> oh, you ever think that'll come back? Duke Nukem? No. I feel like that's very no. much like a, a 90s video oh, game. Oh boy! Could you imagine if that game tried to come back and like all of a sudden all like the media the way it is now? Holy shit! Yeah, very not okay. The fact that Duke Nukem Forever came out and it somehow avoided a lot of that criticism yeah. is shocking to me. Yeah, there's some games I'm just like, how the hell did this, did no one ever grip on this? That's fine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, Duke is never never coming back. Easily never coming back. He's never coming back. That the franchise term- is Terminator. He might though. He might. <laughs> no, well, I mean I the last be- Terminator video game was apparently actually really good. I I forgot what it's called though. Me too. Although I do know, didn't they add the Terminator to uh the 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 Fortnite? <laughs> I feel like they did. Oh. Uh- I thought you were going to say uh, Mortal Kombat, and I was going to say, yeah. Well, they did they that, also too. Added that. Yeah, they did that, too. I remember that. I am the Terminator Resistance. Not a lot of people played it, but it was apparently actually really good. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to pay 40 bucks for it. Like, no fucking way on Earth, but hey. I'll... Maybe, that, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's why nobody played it. <laughs> Because nobody wanted to pay the $40. Yeah. And you know what? That's fair. For a franchise like Terminator that's kind of been dragged to the mud, you really need to temper your expectations for a franchise. I was franchise. like, didn't they have like a movie come out last year or something like that? Was it Dark Fate? Yeah. yeah. And it was really bad. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the comeback, big comeback for Terminator, but everyone yeah. was like, it's just like Genesis. This is this is terrible. I was like, didn't didn't like everyone was just like, and I don't even think like it did well in box office either. No. Like usually, like shitty movies like that, like do well in the box office, even though they're shitty, just because like usually the name will draw people in. Not not this time. It was a bad game that sold very badly. Yeah, I, I think. One of the big problems was they they killed uh, John Connor in the first ten minutes of the movie. Oof! And that instantly put everyone off. It was like Joel from The Last of Us, but it was actually something to be upset about. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not not particularly where he want to be when it comes to a. Uh... You know, when you're starting to re- redo a franchise, I feel like. Yeah. 
especially one like Terminator, where it probably should have just stayed in the 90s. I mean, it's not a bad idea, though. That's the I think that's the worst part. Like, it's a definitely a series that can work. And I just don't understand why it's not. I don't know, man. Sometimes you could like... Ab- like you could absolutely bring back franchises like Rambo and Terminator and Rambo. Every time they try it just is terrible. Except for Last Blood. That movie was fire, and I will fight anybody that tries to He's gonna fight takes you. Issue. <laughs> These are them, them just fighting words. Dude. Okay, spoiler if you really care about spoilers for Rambo Last Blood. The fact that in the end of the movie, it's like, you stole my daughter. So I, uh, you took my heart, so I'll fucking take yours. And he actually takes a knife, cuts open his chest, and takes out his heart and shows it to him. It's like the cheesiest shit, but it's hilarious. Damn. It's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I haven't watched any of the Rambo movies, so. They're pretty good movies. Well, the first one is. <laughs> I like how you to preface that with at least the first one is. <laughs> the first one, uh, the first one's actually good. The other ones I like. Okay. There you go. Is that better? <laughs> Oh boy! Man, I like over the top. Okay, I I like movies whose purpose there are to be fun. Dude, over the top, great film, fantastic film. I watched it uh, twice in one night. That was the first night I ever saw that movie. I've told you that story, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty funny though. <laughs> oh yeah, we we're supposed to be playing D and D, but Billy was like, "Hey, you ever heard of this movie called Over the Top?" It's free on YouTube. Woo! We finished the movie. Hey, instead of playing D&D, let's watch Over the Top again. And we did not be playing much D&D that day. And, the, and there was no D&D played that day. End of story. Instead of being nerds, we watched the man, we matched a very sweaty and moist man arm wrestle twice. Instead of nerds we were nerds <laughs> um anyways oh i never talked to you about uh, uh godzilla v kong what'd you think of that oh it's fucking amazing i love it in terms of like the american monster verse i think it's probably my favorite so far i wish that the the humans had a bit more of a plot but uh, if they're not gonna make them interesting i'm glad that they cut them down to a minimum that's true but that's my problem like a lot of people have been coming out on social media and been making like a stink like of well the human plot doesn't matter it's wrong to be complaining about that because we're all coming for the monster fights and it's like that's that's bullshit they've mattered in every godzilla movie before this if you really don't think that the human characters don't matter you're just objectively wrong now they don't need to have like deep drama but they at least need to be doing something interesting like, even in the silly movies, the humans were, like, kung fu fighting aliens or, like, building giant robots and having fights with secret agents. Like, they were doing actual fun, cool shit. 
And there were, then there was even the recent example of like Shin Godzilla. Like those characters felt like actual characters and you could connect with them. So you can't have human characters, but it's like you got to really spend time and in investing in them. And with like the first movie, especially, they did it terribly. They did it really, really, really badly in the first movie. And it, uh, and the humans were like the main focus in that. So they cut them down in the second movie, made them more silly. They were better, but they still weren't good. I think they were oddly enough the best in this movie but like still you need to have a more interesting plot for the human characters which i'm hoping they'll do better going forward instead of like continuing along the line of like let's just minimize them as much as possible and focus on the monster fights obviously that's what people are coming for but have yeah. a healthy mix of both i thought the monster fights were pretty good too oh and godzilla versus kong yeah uh, they were amazing, dude. I watched that movie like over ten times already. I, oh, I love the fuck out of it. You're, you're like Evan with the, the Zack Snyder Justice League. You, he's watched that ten times. Okay, not quite ten times at this point. It's probably like I, five. I, I still haven't seen that because I'm Me not neither. sure if I want to dedicate like four and a half hours to watching a fucking edit of Justice League. You know, the thing is, is. The thing is about like the the the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League is that it sounds like because he cuts it into chapters that if you wanted to take a break between the chapters you could. Okay. So it's not like you need to sit down for the full four hours. I think there's like three like three or four chapters of the movie, and that that's nice. That like so like when a chapter ends, it's like that's like the end of that part of the story, and then it's just like okay, that's a good that's a good like stopping point or whatever. It's kind of like the with the Lord of the Rings extended cuts where they have like that mid movie break or whatever. Yeah. Like that's kind of like what you could do with it. I don't know. Just, just thought I, I don't think I'd ever watch a movie like, like the Zack Snyder justice league in a theater. There's like, and it's weird because I have watched the Lord of the Rings extended cuts, which are mm -hmm. four hours long in the theater before, but I just don't think I could do it with, with, the Justice League, man. I just don't think I could do it. I think it the movie has to be a certain level of good in order for like me to really tolerate that. I struggled with Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. I think I was just really interested in the concept, so I was willing to tolerate it then. But if I'm going to sit down for like four and a half to five hours in a movie, it's going to be like fucking Lord of the Rings or Lawrence of Arabia. Like it has to be like good good for me to dedicate that kind of time to it yeah this yeah but uh where, how do we get into action we were we were talking about godzilla and then we and then we started talking justice league yeah okay oh, like, yeah you're yeah. like you're like i've seen godzilla like 10 times since stuff like that but uh <laughs> i i kind of thought that they kind of did kong a little dirty though in the in the in the that I don't know. Uh, like, I, I knew Godzilla was going to win at the end, but like... There's a reason they don't call him Kong in this series. It's because he's not the king of anything. Well, I mean, they call him Kong, but they just don't call him King Kong. I know. That's Did I just say regular old Kong? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. There, was, was, there were some parts... There were some parts that I think 
like maybe the part like maybe like during the first fight when Godzilla was dragging him underwater or whatever. Spoilers, by the yeah. way, if you haven't seen it, like where it's <laughs> we're getting into spoiler territory now. Uh where that like uh if when he was being dragged into water, I could see the humans needing to help him out there. Like but like that one part when they were in the middle, like the then the Hollow Earth or whatever, and he was like wrapped up by that one monster. I'm like, are you really telling me that Kong can't beat that one thing? He probably could have. I I, I I I still am like I'm still of the mindset that if they had waited another half second, Kong probably would have just ripped it in half. Probably, yeah. But they just had to make they just had to do something. I'm just like, fuck, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I thought the game, I thought the movie was very very good though. Solid like seven seven out of ten. Yeah, I at the very least had fun with it. Oh, yeah. Was Evan upset at all that Kong? No, lost I think I end? think he, I think he always knew that Godzilla was gonna win in the end. Yeah, he was just a little upset that Kong basically got dealt a little dirty. So, uh, dude, the. Like we're already gotten into spoilers. We're, oh, like, yeah. we spoil parts hey, of the movie, I gave so the spoiler warning about this one scene that not enough people talk about, but it was probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. That scene where Godzilla walked into the middle of the city and basically drilled a hole into the center. That of the was planet. so fucking rad. I love that just, so much. Just so he could just like scream, like, come get me, bitch. It's like I'm right here, bitch. Come at me. <laughs> That was so. That was such a good. That was such a good moment when he realized yeah. that that where Kong was, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> he made his own route." You know where God's or the Kong had to take a route that was already pre-established. He made his own route. <laughs> yeah. Holy it's like, hell! I know I'm going to make a Godzilla right now, but I need to beat this monkey's ass right now today. Look, oh, if man. if I don't stop him from finding that axe, I might get. I might be fucked. <laughs> No, no. The best example of like, uh, got, uh, Kong being dealt dirty is I think at the end of the last fight between the two, where he's just trying to crawl away for his life, and yeah. Godzilla doing all kinds of shit to just mess with him, like he's scratching at his belly and and biting at his feet as he just crawls away in fear. I don't understand why it was like that was stopping his heart though. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, well. Godzilla was basically like crushing his chest. He was putting all of his weight down on the center of Kong. That's true, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like that wouldn't cause your heart to slowly stop. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably not. Yeah. Whatever. They needed a reason, I guess, for the humans to do another thing and help out Kong. <laughs> I feel. I feel I like he probably could have just gotten up on his own will. I think the point was to distinguish that because like when that movie um, was first being advertised, basically everyone was th saying like, oh, it's going to be like Batman v Superman where it's like, oh, there's no winner. And the and the director had to be like, no, there is a clear winner. So I'm guessing he just did that to like clarify like, yeah, Godzilla won this fight. Mothra. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> uh, no, I I kind of like that a uh, little like uh, like 
that kind of like agreement that the two of them had at the end of the movie and stuff like that is like yeah. as long as you stay in hollow earth we're cool kong okay <laughs> it's like that's pretty much all it all was i also like the idea that at any point if godzilla needed any help for any reason whatsoever that he could just like shoot a giant like shoot a giant like radiation beam down to the center of hollow earth and say yeah. hey kong come help me out here brother and he's like i got you man you have my axe <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like that mentality that <laughs> that, that, that that could be a thing. <laughs> oh, I always thought that I just thought that was funny. <sighs> yeah, the movie but, uh, humanity starts getting pissed because Godzilla keeps drilling holes to the center of the planet. It's like, stop doing it! God damn it! He's like, how many more times do you need Kong to help you out here, brother? <laughs> and they bring back Mechagidora. That's probably, that's my guess is what they're going to do with the next movie. It's going to be Mecha King Ghidorah and Gigan as the villains. Like, they still got, what is it? They still got the skull, don't they? Yeah. Or, like, but, but it, like, my theory is that because, um, Going back to King of the Monsters, like there's the one head that obviously was used in this movie for Mechagodzilla. Uh, one of them was destroyed with uh, Godzilla's beam at the end, but we never see what happens to the third head. And my guess is that it was taken by eh, aliens, and they're making Mecha King Ghidorah. Oh. It sounds stupid, I know, but that's Godzilla, and that's why everyone loves it. Look, sometimes ridiculous shit works. That's all yeah. we're trying. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> sometimes it's just about the fun of it, not so much about like it making any sense whatsoever. <laughs> all right. Anywho, we've been going for like two hours. We should probably stop. Yeah. I never did an intro. Screw the intro. Who needs it? <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the That's Just Gamer Talk episode. Oh, I guess you're doing it, huh? Episode casual talking. <laughs> Everybody, casual thanks for talk. watching That's Just Gamer Talk. <laughs> Check out my boy Tom Cruise. Can't lose at his Twitch channel. He's playing Legend of Creep and all that stuff. Uh, share, leave a review, blah, 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 all the things. Have a good time. Uh, remember we're a gaming podcast and we talked about a lot of things that weren't gaming but hey it happens <laughs> at this point it's like do we even call ourselves a gaming podcast with these last like two episodes <laughs> we will eventually one day when there is news once again we will talk about video games once more but until that day we will sit here and we will talk about Mecha uh, Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla what Mecha Godzilla that never happened or did it mm. Better watch the movie to find out. Did we spoil like the entire movie? Maybe no they skipped past it. Maybe the person listening to this skipped past it. We watched the entire movie except for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening and watching. See you next week for another episode. Uh, hopefully there'll be news to talk about. Either that or we'll just shoot the shit yep. again. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.